you're a business owner, you got to do what you got to do, especially in the beginning. But as you grow, you can actually outsource those tasks. That'll keep you stable, I guess, but that's not a revenue generating activity. So if you had spent whatever time you were doing fixing vacuums or running to go buy parts, if you had squeezed in five sales calls instead, then you would have done much better. Grow your cleaning business. Make more money. Have more time. This is the Profit Cleaners Podcast with your hosts, Brandon Condry and Brandon Shane. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Profit Cleaners. We are in the house. We've got Brandon Condry. That's me. And Brandon Shane. I'm your host. And we're here again, guys. We've got some really exciting content today. Welcome back. You're here to learn from the top 1% of cleaning business owners around the world. And we're super excited, guys. So let's dive in today. We're actually going to be talking about something specific to inside your business, how and why you need a handyman almost, someone inside your business that you could bring inside to help automate some more processes, maybe fixing stuff to make things more efficient. So your teams aren't breaking down, vacuums aren't breaking down, equipment's uh, kept up to par and everything's moving smoother. So we're going to dive into this episode today, kind of to discuss how this came about, why we actually hired a handyman to come into our business and start helping us do those efficiencies and tweak those things and just make everything run smoother and how it's helped us. And we're going to share that journey with you guys. So without anything else, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share with them, Brandon, but I think we can get started. I mean, you know, subscribe and like as always and tell your friends. That's all good stuff. That's right. If you guys are getting value out of this, if this is changing your mindset at all, giving you new inspiration, that's why we do these podcasts. So please tell a friend or tell someone you know or give us a review or share it, subscribe it. That'd be awesome. We love those reviews. That's right. Yeah. So what initially was happening, we were just stretched thin at the very beginning. So we were working our tails off and the issue that we had run into was vacuums break down. That's just part of vacuums. They're being used constantly every day. Like if you picture your household vacuum, you use that like once a weekend, maybe like on a busy week. We have house cleaners, like I don't use mine at all, but these vacuums are used hours a day. And Mm -hmm. so the two things that fail most commonly are the belt and the roller. Those are the things that need to be replaced. That's relatively easy, but you're On the other side of town doing a sales appointment in the beginning, that's where we were at. And then a vacuum breaks and you're like, oh crap, I'll drive over there and go. And when we were in a pinch, I remember like we specifically had to, we have bought vacuums because that was the easiest answer at the time. So it was faster for someone to go spend $200 to get another vacuum that we didn't really need than it was to try and get one fixed. And so we were just burning through time and money and it was a problem. And I was coming in on the weekend to fix them or at night and it Mm -hmm. sucked. So it was your idea. Like, let's find someone to fix these vacuums. And you put a job on Upwork, I think. And I think it was, uh, or Fiverr or something. Home advisor even. I don't know. It was like some local service platform. So we only had one guy apply. I think we had a few, but there was one dude that stood out for sure. Which was the guy we hired. Yeah. Yeah. So he owns a company. He's a handyman. So Mm -hmm. this is the guy who will come fix a door or a leaky toilet or whatever. He's just a jack of all trades. Right. And that worked out well in the beginning. And then what kind of happened with him was that he was just spending less and less time here. And we knew mm-hmm. that because you get a little notification when your alarm gets unlocked every Sunday or whatever. Right. And so it was working out, but the vacuums were breaking down again. And he was only spending 30 minutes here to service like 14 vacuums or something. And so it just mm-hmm. wasn't, that time wasn't working out. So we sought out someone else and kind of like interviewed him and told him the problem. And he put our minds at ease that he's going to take care of it. Don't worry. Yep. And so we set him up. He was cheaper than the other guy. 
and we know how long he's staying here. He brings his wife with him. They do it together. And mm-hmm. so that's been great. So the vacuums are now like back to full operation. So this can help your company because you're not going to have to do it yourself. You right. have someone else doing it. You also get the benefit of someone who's watching your back. They're mm-hmm. making sure that you're not going to run out of vacuum parts. They'll let you know when something is running out. Mm-hmm. And they might be able to notice a trend like, mm-hmm. oh, I've noticed the switches keep getting broken this specific way. And then we're able to tell the company hey, don't forget to like not drop the vacuum, blah, blah, blah. So it's just like someone who's looking out for the trends. Right. But the real benefit of the handyman, I think, (laughs) in a different way. So like, yes, he's here every week. He's watching your back with the vacuums. That's awesome. But Facebook in the early days had this saying, which was move fast and break things. Yep. And that's going to happen when you're cleaning. So if you're growing a company big, you will do some damage from time to time and that's not ideal and you have training in place to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And I remember when this was happening, we talked to Corby about it. Like, what do we do? We're breaking this stuff. He's like, no, that's great. That means that they're like hurrying to like get the bonus. Like this is perfect. Um, it's just yeah. going to happen. You just have to deal with it. Yep. And so usually that's like a vase, a picture frame, and it's not a big deal, but occasionally it's a big deal. So mm. the two that had come up recently where our handyman saved us was... <laughs> yeah. One of the cleaners had moved a wine rack on a butcher block countertop and it just left these deep gouges in it. And so we sent him photos like, hey, man, is this something that you can do? It's like, yeah, it is. So he went out there with whatever tools he took and power tools and spent a couple hours and sanded it down. And so I think we had to pay him like $600 to do that. But our deductible on our insurance is a grand. So if we had filed an insurance claim for that damage Mm -hmm. and had someone go replace the countertop, some company, Mm. it would have cost more because we would have had to pay the deductible anyway. And you get a knock against your insurance, which isn't good either. Yeah. And then most recently this customer had their kitchen remodeled as brand new. And we had somehow scratched the front of this apron front stainless steel sink. So I think it was their belt buckle or something. Uh-huh. Sent him a picture. He's like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> and so he went out there, wet sanded some stainless steel like it never happened. And that was like $80. He did that in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you do need to like interview a couple of handymen, I think. Like ask for a portfolio, ask for references. We got lucky with this guy because he used mm-hmm. to do a couple things. So he used to work in low voltage telephone systems. So super handy and electrical side of stuff. And sometimes the vacuums need that. Mm-hmm. But he also used to work in auto body repair, which is where this stainless steel repair stuff came in. Hmm. And then most recently we had scratched a cooktop, like the black enameled surface underneath the burners we had scratched that with something or other Mm -hmm. and he was able to take that off and disassemble it and then re-enamel it which i think is i don't think your average handyman can do that but they definitely exist and (laughs) it can save your bacon in a bunch of different ways which is really cool yeah and part of the reason we do that is because we offer tremendous customer service. If anyone says we broke something or did something, we never argue with and say, no, we didn't. You're wrong. And like read a lot of our competitor reviews. That's what they do. They argue with people, which is the worst thing you could do. We take responsibility. Even if we didn't do it, we don't say we we like actually admit fault and say we did it if we know we didn't do it. Because a lot of times what happens is we'll break something or they'll say we took something and turns out they realize later their kid actually did it or someone else had it in the house somewhere else. And it just leaves a good taste in their mouth, though. Again, if they're having this positive communication with us, we're not saying, no, you did it and fighting with them. And so I think that's when we really started doing that a lot more in the beginning to kind of offset that. 
And then in addition to that, it's just as we grew, I think it was super nice to just slowly work our way out of the business. You were literally doing, you know, vacuum repairs at night. And yeah. just think about that from an efficiency standpoint, like in the business, like the teams are cleaning a house and a vacuum goes down, like there's just money and time being burned, right? While they can't clean the house, someone has to come get another one while or they're waiting for someone. So like you said, that's what we were experiencing in the beginning. Yeah, That was a huge pain point and a big challenge because we didn't even have a whole lot of money to burn at that right. point. Yeah, so I mean, I want to be clear that like the vacuums still break down. That happens. Yeah. And yeah. the procedure that we have now is we've got three people cleaning a house. You will send one of them back with the car with the dead vacuum to pick up a replacement vacuum so the other two can keep cleaning. So you're there not you dispatching the whole team. To right. put, you're not going to pause anything. They're still going to keep going. Right. But when you have someone it's not just that he's fixing the broken ones. He does this preventative maintenance routine on every vacuum it, every yep. week. So mm -hmm. it's disassembled. It's we take an air compressor and blow out all the dust and you vacuum up like whatever mm -hmm. hair and stuff like got caught in there. And so just by kind of looking at it constantly, you can kind of see when like, Hey, this one's getting really crappy. It's probably gonna have to be replaced. And so right. the other part of the system that we put into place is that we try to replace the vacuums once a year. So mm -hmm. we've put them through, 52 weeks of hours a day of cleaning and you just can't repair it once it's past a certain point and then it just looks yeah. super janky so we usually donate those or give them to the employees if they want those and then we just buy a whole another set and that sounds like a lot of money but like we literally just did this last week mm -hmm. and we were able to negotiate with the local oryx store and they beat amazon's pricing and we got the entire fleet of vacuums that we needed for a thousand bucks which wow. amazon was charging well, they we got it on a good day on Amazon. It was down to $130, but they were able to give it to us for $125. And so that's going to happen too. But when right. you get to the point where like, all right, if you think it's $1,000, I mean, we're doing $6,000 in revenue a day. So it's not that big of a deal. And you just got a whole year's worth of reliable vacuums out of it. Right. So this is like a great example of that system that we're putting in place for efficiencies, which we've been talking a lot about efficiencies and clockworking your business and things. So I think this is, again, a really good example of how in this scenario, this is something you could have still been doing today, right? right? You could still be down there or on the weekends coming in on Sundays and fixing the vacuums, which if you're a business owner, you got to do what you got to do, especially in the beginning. But as you grow and you become more efficient and you can actually delegate or outsource those tasks or those other things that are, I mean, it's still super important, obviously, but it's not money making money generating. That's probably not the thing as the business owner, you should be focusing on is fixing the vacuum. No. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to, that'll keep you stable, I guess, but it, that's not a revenue generating activity. So right. if you had spent whatever time you were doing, fixing vacuums or running to go buy parts, if you had squeezed in five sales calls instead, then you would have done much better. Right. So I think the idea there is like, we're paying, it's about a hundred bucks a week for him to come in and service all the vacuums. So yeah. four to $500 a month. Right. But that's totally worth it just because yeah. I don't have to do it. And someone else who is that's his only task is to make sure these vacuums work. And yeah. It's and nice. There's a significant drop in the number of vacuums breaking and things going wrong during the day, just a normal day. I think it was like normally in the very beginning, it was like probably even a several times a week, this would happen where a vacuum right. would go down. And now with the preventative maintenance uh, type insurance we've put in place with that system, it's like, I don't even know how often it happens anymore, but it's not very often. No, like we're having maybe one team a week who has to come swap out a vacuum mm -hmm. compared to when the vacuums get old, if you keep in them for like 18 months. Yeah. They're all going to go down all the time, during yeah. a week and yeah. you're going to have to swap them all out. And so now you end up having 
all right, we've got eight teams. You end up having like 16 vacuums sitting around because you have to have a backup for every single one that's out there, which is also yeah. very inefficient. So right. by him doing the preventative maintenance, it's going to keep the vacuums in that tip top shape when they're brand new for a longer period of time before we swap them out again. Right. So that's saving us money to making the long-term use of the vacuums more efficient. And again, this is going back to there's so many things in the business that you can hold on to and you can do, but if you build that structure for it, if you build that system for it, then that system and structure actually supports the business better. So now the vacuums are better supporting the teams and the teams are better able to deliver the product because they're not breaking down in the houses and taking longer and getting upset and things like that. Right. right. So it's one of those systems. It's a small system, but just an example to show you guys how, the small things matter and all those little systems add up and really make a big difference in your overall day and your overall system, how your teams feel, your happiness. Like if you're constantly having to break, you know, go fix stuff and run around town and burn money and gas, like you're not going to be happy and neither right. are your teams. Right. So I think it's a super important system. And then maybe let's just share with them. How did we actually make this system? So like, we outlined it and we recorded some stuff. Yeah, so we had a checklist from Corby. We kind of modified that a bit for our uses. So there's a physical printout that they can look at. And then we also recorded a video of me doing the repair. And mm-hmm. then that just gets, when we hire the handyman, like, here's what you got to do. And if you ever need to refer back to it, this is the entire procedure end to end. I think we put it on YouTube. Right. And so watch this video. That's how to do it. Watch this checklist. We also had created a shared Google spreadsheet so he could document like this yeah. vacuum was serviced on this day and we replaced this, that, or the other thing. And right. that's just another way to follow trends. In the end, that became less of a big deal. If we were keeping these vacuums for years or they were like $1,000 Dysons, like you would want to know what was breaking and when it was breaking. Right. But because we're kind of replacing them every year, that maintenance log doesn't necessarily matter. They all get the same maintenance every single week. Yeah. And that's the whole point is that right. they all get touched and taken care of and if he gets lost, he just pulls up his own video. And what's yeah. great about him is that sometimes if the job is too big to do in our little warehouse, normally he comes down here on Sundays and services them here. Mm-hmm. If it's too big, he'll take one home and like take it apart in his bigger work in his burger workshop and then bring it back to us like sometime in the, in the middle of the week, which is great. Yeah. And so that's just an example of actually how we build a lot of systems in this business is through, in that example, we just pulled out a smartphone and did a smartphone video and I was recording you redoing all like all this stuff with the vacuums, which thankfully you're a lot better at the technical stuff and the hands-on stuff. Like when we went up to Denver years ago with Corby and he was in his back thing, showing us how to take the vacuums apart. I was like, it's like totally over my head, but you were like, okay, I got it. And yeah. And in the beginning you helped a lot to fill that role. But then once we needed you in other parts of the business to keep us going, like we were able to fill that role and delegate that to someone else. And we typically do that through the video process, right? So we have yeah. that in that case, it was a smartphone video, but normally we'll do loom videos. If it's an online procedure, Yeah, if it's an office thing, we're recording the whole screen with loom, but if mm-hmm. it's a physical task, like right. cleaning or something, you have to record that either a phone or a camera you yeah. know, in person. And the beauty of that is unlike a documented, like standard operating procedure system where it's like typed out or written out and it can be outdated quickly because something changes or a link changes. Yeah. In this scenario, like you said, there's no in-person on the spot training even necessary. Like the dude just pulls up the video 
and you don't have to be there to train him. Like you can just watch the video and yeah. at any point in time, even if he's lost in the future and you're on vacation or something. So that's the really the true point of building these systems. And I know in a podcast we were mentioning, I was listening to the other day, but we were saying like, we don't even know how to do scheduling anymore. But the beauty of these systems is if we needed to do scheduling, if for some reason our main person was out that day or that week, yeah. we could all as a company it's not reliant on one person. We could all go back and find the video of how to run payroll or how to fix the vacuums or whatever that is. Sure. And so we'll be outlining these systems more in the future guys, but just wanted to give you like this little sneak peek of this vacuum system with the handyman that we have. It's been super helpful and just one example of something that could free your time up, create a nice little system and makes everything run more efficiently and smoothly and right. creates more happiness in your business. Hopefully for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just take that for what it is and, twist it to how you need it. Maybe it's not vacuums in your place. Maybe you have commercial mop systems to be taken care of and you're just tired of doing it. So there's right. always a way around it. Yeah. There's always a way around it, but be thinking what can I, what structure, what system can I create and how can I capture that system with a video, loom video, if it's online, whatever it is so that it can be duplicatable without you physically having to be there to train someone to do it. That's the kind of mindset we want you guys to be thinking of. Um, that's the kind of business we're building and just to be the most efficient possible. I think that's that's the best way to do it. So I think that's it for today's podcast. Yeah, guys. So a little quick one, but yeah. we'll have more stuff coming at you soon. Yeah, absolutely. So subscribe and review. Have a great week, guys, and we'll catch you soon. Until next time. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. Thanks for joining us today. To get more info, including show notes, updates, trainings, and super cool free stuff, head over to ProfitCleaners.com. And remember, keep it clean.